Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hello there, Chris. We made it. We're here. We're at the final episode now. And, well, it's a bit like Love Island, isn't it? It kind of gets to the end and you're like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, I mean, we've got quite a a bit going on to the, well, it was about the halfway point when we knew the outcome, wasn't it? So we started off with Ben. Obviously, it was a bit of a cliffhanger, wasn't it, Chris, at the end? And, uh, you know, she invites him to the rose ceremony. What did you make of how all that played out? You know, I said the last episode was fake, Dave. This went up another level. I, th- I You know, we said that Ben was brought back because of what happened with Brendan. I don't know whether Ben was brought back for both of them. And the thing that baffled me, we had the whole meeting the family thing last episode, and Ivan was one of the strongest characters. There was no mention. We both said he got stiffed with the fucking caravan he had and, and all that, but there was no mention of anything regarding his uh, political, his religious views. Now, I tread carefully on this. I've said this before. I grew up Catholic. I don't follow religion. I don't want to get into an argument with somebody. Whatever religion you are, you are. But she sends him home because of the religious views. Now, if I'm in love with someone, Dave, I don't care what religion they are. I'll respect it. But I just don't get how you can make that decision to just bin him off because of some... And plus, we didn't know... Nobody knew anything about this conversation. It was obviously on the cutting room floor, which is just for me was an... And I've read it all online. People saying like, what are these political... uh, These religious reviews... uh, Views? He obviously must be an atheist or something. She's she's a Christian by the sounds of it from some of the stuff I've read after, after the episode. But I found that ridiculous. I just found that why would you bin someone off because of the religious views, Dave? I just don't get that. Well, see, see what I think it is. So, so you weren't interested in the Ben thing at all. We'll just go straight to this, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. All right, let's let's stick stick on Ivan then. But, um, so, so, so I guess if we'd have watched the previous seasons, you know, apparently it's this well-known thing that Taisha is, you know, very religious. She goes to church on Sundays and everything. Christianity is a big part of her life. And it probably just isn't that big a part of Ivan's life. And I think part of the problem is that when you're, when you've got this buffet of blokes, <laughs> you've basically got, you can... If you've got 50 boxes, Chris, because we've all got our boxes for our other halves to tick, you know, you might decide that, well, if if someone ticks 40 out of those 50 boxes, then, you know, that's the person for me that, that, you know, marriage and life, it's it's all hard, isn't it? You know, no one's perfect, you know, but we we can make a good go of this. But if, if you've got someone who ticks 42 boxes, well you're going to pick them because they tick slightly more of your boxes. For her, someone who's going to join her, go to church on Sundays, do whatever else, you know, is involved with just being quite a, 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 you know, a big practicing Christian. Um, And she probably just thought, well, he's 
it, it just doesn't mean anything to him. So even though he can say, yeah, I'll join you for church, you know, that's not going to last for that long. You know, once, you know, once you get five, 10 years into the marriage, you know, he's, he's, he's not going to want to go and join her and stuff. But I think considering they work so hard, the producers to build a narrative for that yeah. to just completely come from nowhere just seemed a bit odd. And I can only think that they might have discussed this in the fantasy suite, Chris, because obviously part of that is the cameras aren't there. So, yeah. you know, it might have been a conversation that they'd had then because when she actually sat down with him and, you know, they, when Ben shows up, I think both Ivan and I would say more so Zach look pretty nervous and she takes Ivan off. They're not really sure. Is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? But you could tell straight away because she, she kind of had a hand on his leg, but she kind of moved back a bit like away from him. And yeah. as soon as she did that, before she said a word, I was like, yeah, this isn't going to go well, this. It, it's weird though, isn't it, Dave? Because if she said this to like, you know, to say Zach, you know, we, we know the result now. Say Zach, he's like, right, I am Mr. Religious. I am really thingy. And, she, and her narrative through this season was, I want to find someone who not only am I physically attracted to, and stuff like that, but also will respect my views, will come to church with me and all that stuff. That's fine. Tell us that story. But not when you're five yards from the fucking goal with an open net and then go, hang on a sec, I'm just going to deflate your ball there, Ivan. I don't know. I don't respect your religious views. You don't, you know, whatever this discussion was that we don't know anything about, you're on your way. And I, I just found it ridiculous. And how Ben ended up in the last two is just nonsense for me, Dave. That that whole when he went, he was leaving, and then he stood around like a bad fucking smell, like a fart in an astronaut suit. He just stood there, isn't he, waiting, and then he went in for the kiss. I was like, oh, this is so fake. I, I don't know. I felt really cheated this episode. I must admit. I think with I, I think if Tasha had have asked Zach about his religious beliefs, um, Zach would have said, "Yep, yeah, I'm a." practicing Christian, go to church every Sunday, <laughs> all the things that you do. <laughs> yeah, she would yeah. have given him, uh, he would have given her exactly the answer she wanted. He'd have been the biggest religious person in the world. And so, um, but, but before we get on to Zach, so I, when Ben did show up, I did think he sort of had, I love you Tourette's. It was as if you'd broken the seal. Yeah. You know, again, Chris, we're in the final act of our rom-com here for, for Ben with his audition for The Bachelor, and he just can't stop saying it. It's like a Furby. He's just going on and on and on to anyone who listened to Tasha, to, you know, the parents and stuff about how much he loves her. And, uh, you know, you could see that Tasha was conflicted. We'd seen this a little bit with Bennett when Bennett showed up again um you know she ends up kissing him and then you know it, it is funny to see the reactions side by side she's like oh why did i kiss him she's in tears and everything and he thinks it's fucking it. he's on cloud nine <laughs> you know he thinks, <laughs> he thinks he's played a fucking blinder there and uh you know he's very confident he'll get a rose which he did to be fair but you know it was two for two wasn't it you know two roses were available because she basically decided to jettison um Ivan, because of his religious beliefs, again, pretty weird. Um, but what what do you reckon of the dates? Because I mean, when when Ben goes to meet Tasha's parents, you know, I mean, 
He's an interesting character, Tasha's dad, isn't he? I don't think he yeah. buys into all the bullshit of The Bachelor, quite honestly. But um, <laughs> no. w- w- what do you reckon how that went with, with Ben's date when he met him? I think, Dave, what was bizarre, like I say, because I was I was Team Ivan, you predicted Zach, didn't you, to be fair? You were like, let's hope it is Zach for the controversy and all that. And, and you know, I'll, I'll doff my cap, Dave, that, that you were absolutely on the money. But with the situation with Ben, it never felt organic. I mean... There was only Ivan and Brendan who I believed there was something there in the end. And obviously Brendan left, you know, because of what happened last week. And then Ivan's gone. And I'm looking at both of them. I'm like, well, she's going to pick Zach, isn't she? Uh, straight away. But Ben's date was just weird. His awkwardness that made him leave and not being able to express his feelings to Tasha were exactly the same in this episode. I felt like they just cut and pasted the same dialogue and the same... Uh, awkwardness of the conversation that they had in the life. I don't know. I don't. I, something was just completely off with that with me, and it, none of it was organic. And I certainly didn't believe that that any of her family bought into it. I mean, Zach must have got seventy percent of the airtime in this episode, yeah. Dave. Even before she decided to, you know, he, but basically he won by default because of what happened with Ben. I, I just was like, this is nonsense. Yeah, I think so, but um. I think, I mean, Ben did did okay with uh, Tasha's dad. What I found really interesting, Chris, and and I, I will leave the door slightly open that maybe Zach is not quite as bad as what I'm, what I've been saying and what I'm about to say, right? Because you know, it it could could just be misinterpreting things. I've wrote down in my notes here, Zach is a king manipulator he is a master manipulator and he is he, he shouldn't be in addiction counseling or whatever he should be a salesman because he could sell fucking anything Tasha's dad who does you know seems quite stern or can be quite stern giving him the talk and stuff and he's asking Zach about the difficult questions and we've seen Zach roll with the punches haven't we you know when he gets a difficult question He's got the silver tongue. He can come up with a good answer and and sort of wriggles out of it. He basically quizzes him, you know, about what what the future is and what have you. And Zach says, he he doesn't actually answer the question. He says, oh, we had this beautiful conversation the other day. And, you know, Taisha was going on about how great you were. You know, and what a great relationship. Basically, Chris, he's blowing smoke right up Tasha's dad's ass. Yep. And Tasha's dad is, you know, we all like a bit of flattery, don't we? He fucking buys it, hook, line, and sinker. He yeah, just, he, he avoids the question, compliments the dad, and goes on about this great relationship, you know, that, that they've got. And he says, that's that's something I have to aspire to. I'm like... I don't know whether to be disgusted or kind of admire him, but fucking hell, I, I I can't help but think people like that are a little bit dangerous. Yeah, it's funny, Dave, because I think we're on the same page on this. I'm sure someone's going to say, what are you talking about? You know, it's true love and that. I, I get it. We all have opinions on this. I am the same as you. It felt like we were watching a fucking rom-com. And the speech that somebody gives when they when they've got an awkward father, or you know, like meet the fuckers, Robert De Niro. You know, he's an absolute <laughs> wanker in it, isn't he? You know, he's absolutely horrible with Ben Stiller and all that. And it was like that. And Tasha's dad was trying to be organic and 
try and be realistic. But obviously, he's still being directed because you could clearly see her mum and dad are not used to being on the camera. It's not their world. They're not trained in it. The stuff they were saying felt like there was someone behind Zach with the questions, you know, like when they were asking it. Because mm-hmm. I I felt that Tasha's dad had her best interest. He's a dad. He's going to have a best interest. It's a daft thing to say that, but he will have a best interest. But with everything Zach said and did, the more he spoke and the more supposed genuine things he said, the more I didn't believe him. Like you just said, the, mm-hmm. the car salesman. I just kept thinking... This isn't true. This none of this. He said something really bizarre. He went, "In five years' time, I'm going to be loving her more than I do every single day." And I'm thinking, well, in any normal real life relationship, <laughs> you may be in love with someone, you may be lust with someone, which you, you think's love. It grows in time. Your relationship becomes. You become best friends. You become reliant on each other. Things happen, and he's like, he says to her dad, "I'm gonna, I'm really looking forward to the bad times, so I can support her." And I'm thinking that is just fucking bizarre. We all go through bad times. No relationship is perfect. There's always times where things happen either on the outside and it's a straining relationship, or the inside is a straining relationship. That's life. It's how you deal with it, how you come out. But I just kept thinking he was like really reveling in the misery as if because of the stuff he's been through, he's like, oh, I can't wait. I'll be able to support her now. I'm a counsellor. And, I, and I've got a friend who's a counsellor and I kept thinking everything he said is the opposite. I don't know whether that's because it's a, a US-UK thing. I don't know. But everything he said was not what not a normal recovering addict, as far as I know, and, and uh, the stuff I've explored with it and read about and, and listened to my counsellor friend who's been it was an addict himself and, and kept the other side. It, it, I don't know. It just seems completely different. I, I applaud the fact that it's nine years sober, Dave. That is fucking hell of a... What a coincidence. I know, no, 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 let me finish. Because I was going to say, I was going to say, but of all the... So I, I'm never, ever going to doubt somebody who goes through that and nine years not having a drink, drugs, whatever, is a hell of an accomplishment. So he should be proud of that. No problem. But of all the dates, Dave, it's exact that exact moment in the show was like, come on, even I'm not fucking buying that fucking shit you're selling. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like, oh well, fuck off. And and in that moment back at, at Zach's room, what was it he said now? He, he gave some really cheesy line Oh, it's something like you know uh she said something about dreams or something and she was obviously well let's come back to the to the dad talk but it was after she'd had the dad talk and and you know she was quite it had rocked her a bit you know to to think oh well you know am i is this a bit soon you know i don't want to a little bit like brendan you know, and I, yeah. I actually think it mirrors what Brendan was going through. Obviously, he didn't get the camera time, but you could see this in his face. He was a, a rabbit caught in the headlights, wasn't he? You know, he, he was obviously struggling with this. And I think Tasha was going through kind of the same thing. It's like, look, for a TV show, do I really want to rack up a second divorce? I, yeah. Am I ready for that? You know, I've literally just decided it's this bloke now. And I've sent, you know, a couple of other guys in this last week home. Am I ready to actually get engaged properly? You know, so so she was wrestling with that. Again, those access all the right things, but just too fucking smooth for me. And he says something like, "She says something about dreams," and then he's like, 
every dream comes true. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like that. Oh my God, that came off a Hallmark card or (laughs) something like that. You know, so even she, she picked up on that one, right? But he said a lot more, which are just like, you've really thought about a lot of these these stock responses it's it's like um it's like i say when you see good comedians chris and they seem to come back to hecklers like really really quick with something witty and it's because they've got a library of things that that they come back with and i can't help but feel that it's a bit like that with zach you know where he's he's got these stock answers and you know the fact that you know even with the fantasy suites yesterday you know, he just didn't seem as arsed as both Ivan and Brendan were about this idea that she's spending, you know, a great day and a night with some other dude. Zach wasn't arsed. He was no. just like, she's got to do whatever she's got to do to get clarity. And I, you know, in a kind of business transaction type way, it felt to me. And, and it's still, it still felt like that tonight and um yeah i, I just <laughs> I should probably stop beating him up because i'll feel particularly bad if he is genuine but like i say I, i'm leaving a a 0.5 percent part of the door open for me so so yeah so after we'd had both dates what i found really really weird and really uncomfortable and totally f- for the show was when taisha was in her room and she went oh who's that now and a camera follows her over the shoulder all the way to open the front door. And there's a dad and she went, hi, dad. And then it flicks to the dad and there's no cameraman behind her. And she went, oh, what a surprise. Would you like to come in? And the dad sat there with the most awkward fucking questions like you would not speak to your daughter about. Would you? You'd come in and go, I'll swing. All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, get the brew on or, you know. You can offer me a drink. Or you have like small talk, but he went straight into like a job interview with me. I know what you're saying, Chris, but I don't think he'd say, Will you get a brew on? (laughs) (laughs) I fucking would, Dave. No, I know you would. You know, and I might do as well, but you know, this is guy from the fucking west coast of the US. Get get a brew on last (laughs) week. Get a cup of tea. Get me Yorkshire tea. I want some of that. Go on. It's freezing outside. Oh, wait, no, it's not. It's fucking roasting. It's roasting. <laughs> no, but he, he was, I, I felt sorry for him because he was put in a position where he was prompting her with questions that were just so not organic in a normal daughter, a father-daughter conversation. It was like they didn't know each other. And, and what he said was, right, we are worried about it. I am 100% certain that that is genuine, Dave. That's not just a, yeah, yeah. you know, for the shot. That was genuine. But the whole lead up to it was so ridiculous and the camera angles and all that. And I don't know, you, you know what I got out of it, Dave? And I know after this scene, we had like, you know, the whole situation with Zach and he met that guy with the ring and everything and all this. I'm, I, you know, as much as what we're giving Zach a bad time here, there's something not right about him. I am not convinced that she's into him as much as he's into her. It was, I mean, she said yeah. she loved him at the end, 
But every time he said it, she literally touched his face or she sort of grabbed him or she 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 floated round the subject. And I don't know whether she might be uncomfortable because of a marriage and, and worried that once she commits, that it's, like you said, it's another divorce. And, and obviously Brendan was the same. I don't know, but I was more unconvinced by Tasha, even though fucking Zach had the thesaurus of love lines that he was throwing out there. I, I really felt sorry for her like she was in a, a corner and she had to react and say she loved him and that. I don't know whether that was genuine. I think she's got feelings for him. Um, but I, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen anything that they're split up already. But I'll be... You know, I think this has got the half-life of a Love Island relationship, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see it at all. And obviously, this is all filmed way before, isn't it? So I'd be amazed. I had a quick look at Tasha's timeline. It's just all about the episode from what I can see. But uh, I did only have a quick eyeball. So if there is something out there, I'm sure a lot of our listeners would know um, whether they're still together or not. But I, I would be amazed, Chris. It's just, again, I think if you've spent all this time with someone, you know, you will develop feelings for them. You know, if you are kind of even broadly, you know, you do have that chemistry and what have you. But yeah, I just, I'm not buying it. And and I think it's not quite like Kirsty from Labour of Love, is it? I mean, she'd pretty much no. posted the day after that she was on her own, but I've not seen that from Tasha. But yeah, not buying it, Chris. No, me neither, Dave. And I think, you know, it comes to an end. He, he, they meet in that desert setting, don't they? He proposes to her and, and you know. Is, is that fucking, is it just me, right? In the middle of the desert, Chris, not really feeling the romantic setting there. Well, well Dave, I'll tell you a little story. Uh, you know, I've been ripped for this, didn't I? I put the video up about me doing the Bush Tucker trial and stuff and going to <laughs> Australia. So me and Sam, as part of the trip that I won, and we were we were so lucky to, to do that once in a lifetime, we went on the 23rd of November, which is my birthday. It coincided with that was when we were doing the Ayers Rock uh, meal, where we had a meal by Ayers Rock. We had this full buffet on. We had to eat like crocodile and stuff, Dave, which I might must add, obviously don't eat meat now, but at the time... It was absolutely like chicken, like dead delicate. It tasted like chicken. I was very surprised. Um, and we had different Australian foods to try. And they had a buffet on and all this stuff. And it was mint. And there was a guy there playing a didgeridoo, Aborigine guy and all this stuff. And a, a proper Aussie guy looked like fucking Mick Dundee. He's there on the, the didgeridoo and that. And it was amazing. And we were like, me and Sam are there. Sam's got lovely, you know, flowing dress on. I've got fucking shorts on. It's about 40 degrees because in November, he's like their summer. He was steaming. And as the sun come down, Dave, you know what happened? Everyone was sat there with their feet up because we were getting attacked by lizards, snakes, <laughs> fucking locusts. All the stuff I'd probably eaten were coming out to get me back. Um, we had fucking grasshoppers fucking jumping on the table. The, the, they had candles, like candle sort of lamps on there. They were full of fucking bees, but fucking all sorts of shit, Dave. It was probably the worst experience of my life. So when I was watching this with them two, you know, it's the data, I kept thinking, <laughs> I bet there's a right load of fucking snakes there and stuff. You know, like it was really bizarre. Even when Sam went to the toilet, I had to chaperone her. 
um, because there was a fucking massive lizard on the outside of the tent that you could see through the candle lights. Oh, you know, it was Dave. It was fucking horrible. You with accusing eyes. Uh, it was a, <laughs> on the pictures. It's a great thing to say. We were there at Airs Rock and all that, the Uluru. But the reality of it was I had fucking abs of steel by the time it had finished, Dave, because my feet were just being crawled all oh. under. Oh, it was minging, mate, honestly. Oh, God. Yeah, but I just, I just even mean aesthetically. I just thought, you know, you, in the desert, the only thing that's living, you know, uh, in terms, there's no greenery, is there? There's no, you know, it's just a few cacti and, and, and fucking sand, pretty much. So I don't know. For me, I just felt, you know, I'd, I'd be all right watching a western there, just not, you know, this romantic setting. So, so me personally, I didn't think it was a romantic setting, but. You know, it did seem, you know, my small Grinch-like heart, Chris, did did flicker a little bit with, <laughs> uh, you know, when they're they're both in tears. You know, again, I, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I'm maybe gonna give Zach a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that even he got choked up a little bit at one point when he was talking about, you know, how um, Tasha has made him feel really happy and is his family seeing him happy, you know, that choked him up a bit. And then she was getting really quite emotional. So, but all the while I'm thinking, this is all bollocks. (laughs) This is all (laughs) utter bollocks. And you know what, Chris, because it was about halfway through the episode when she told Ben to fuck off, basically, wasn't it? And then we see him drive off and I'm like, okay, is he really gone this time? Is this like Michael Myers, Chris? And he just fucking keeps coming back. Doesn't matter if you chop him up in little bits and fucking send him off. He still comes back for the next sequel. So, yeah, again, just the, you know my thoughts on the bubble, the so-called fucking bubble, my arse. Um, <laughs> it's like a balloon now, Dave, yeah. like a fucking air balloon. There's only people in it. Um, so, yeah, I just think, uh yeah i i by the end of this episode chris i'm thinking thank fuck this is over you know when obviously we've just finished the mandalorian season two haven't we that yeah. finishes and i am so like thirsting for the next bit of content to come along i'm like oh i need this i need to watch the next the next series and then we're gonna have to wait a year for that when this is finishing, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking done with this. This, the the level of polish and the level of fakeness is just, it's too much. And then they show a preview for Matt's season, <laughs> and you're back in, Dave. <laughs> and I, am like, I am Michael Corleone. I'm like, just when I think you out, you pull me back in. I'm like, oh, you bastards, you fucking got me here. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm doing it on my own if you're out, Dave. As soon as I saw that trailer, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. But but right before that trailer, what were your thoughts? Because I, I was... I was going to say, Dave, I was thinking, oh, fuck for that. We can get back to... You know, we haven't even got Love Island on the horizon yet or anything. I'm like, right, okay. This is this has been proper draining this, like proper roller coaster. To, not just to record, just to... Watch it and invest in it, especially the Claire thing. That was brilliant TV, even though it was ridiculous. And then as soon as the trailer comes on, you know, I kept thinking, fuck me, we've got a week off and then we're back in it in January. <laughs> 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 but that's why we do it, because we love it. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 
so good. We're fucking addicts, aren't we? It's fucking oh, reality God, TV. I'm... But it was, it, honestly, if we'd have done a reaction video or something, you'd have literally seen me go from, that's it, I'm fucking done. I am jaded with this whole franchise. And, and it's this love-hate thing that, that we have with it. Um, but the trailer comes up and you obviously got all the drama. Chris... We found out, didn't we, as you went to the link that Lauren sent through, we got 32 women that Matt's got to kind of sift through. And I'm like, oh, crikey, I am so up for this because it looks like a fucking car crash. (laughs) And and, and Matt, I was reading actually before we recorded, Matt has never been on a Bachelor show. So he... um, this could be good. This could be good for the the actual... uh, This series because he's going into it sort of not really in it other than watching it on TV. Yeah, it, it seems to be the... It seems to be, and our listeners can probably put me right if I'm not reading this right, but you, you, The Bachelor, you know, is someone new, someone we probably haven't seen before, although, you know, like I say, Ben seems to be putting in his audition, so I guess it, it could be someone who's appeared before. But then all the women are probably new, you know, a, a new batch, but then they'll... You know, the ones who aren't selected and, and who uh, seem to be entertaining will appear then on uh, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor Winter Games, I think it is, the other one. And then, you know, if they're really good, you know, and get through to the end but not picked, they might appear as a Bachelorette. So it, it, they've got an influx of newer people as well. But, you know, they recycle a lot of these uh, social media wannabes as well. Yeah, exactly. Now, David, as we've said, we've had a couple of cracking emails to finish off this season, haven't we, of our listeners? Yep. So I'll read the first one out. We've got this from our good friend, Dee, and this is in relation to the penultimate episode. So we received this just after yesterday's show. Hi, Chris and Dave. So happy Lauren challenged you to review the upcoming Women for Matt season. Also, if you do a Las Vegas trip, count me in. Can't say fairer than that. I've got to say at the moment, Dave, my, my Las Vegas tattoo is at the point where it feels like someone's pulling my skin apart, you know, because the DM thing is all moisturising. That week after. So so with with mine that I had recently done, I, I and because it was on my back as well, I couldn't really re- reach around and, and get near the bottom of it. It's like, oh, fucking hell. And and yeah, about a week after, that, that was rough. Yeah, it's, I woke up yesterday morning and my me, me arm was on fire because I'd lay on it, I think. And I don't usually lay on my left side. And I had. And then I was like, right, I'm going in the gym. The comeback's on this year. Gets in the gym. I couldn't even do curls, Dave. I tried <laughs> using the bar and it wasn't it wasn't happening. So, uh, yeah, it, was, it felt like it was going to rip my arm apart. But anyway, we're getting there. So, anyway, back to, back to fingers. So, yes, Viva Las Vegas. I've been looking at pricing for next year, Dave, hoping that we can get there. So, some thoughts. They don't usually have the final three folks together while fantasy suites are going on. Normally, the contestants have no idea whether they are first, second, or third. They changed that on Pilot Peter's season to add additional drama and stress, and it's really fucked up. That being said, not only does Brendan know he is third, having had awkward conversations with the other two after their overnight dates, he is made to look at wedding rings for his date. Are you fucking kidding me? Let's just trigger this poor guy. Since we know he had been married and divorced, Hunger Games vibes for sure. I do like your theory that he didn't want to play the game anymore, so he played up being broken from his divorce in order to leave before his soul was completely crushed. Zach. Ugh. I don't have the visceral ooh reaction that I am hearing from you guys and seeing elsewhere, but 
I am not that comfortable with him either. He did have lots of time to concoct that story of cheating on his sixth grade girlfriend. Fuck me. <laughs> Leslie Newton's nose in airplane was never that fucking long, Dave. <laughs> fucking hell. And how convenient that he's in love with her and wants five kids now. Ivan. Tasha said he's everything, but I have to wonder if that was from a comment from if that was a comment from earlier. She seems equally into all of them. Posts from around vaccination are bringing huge love for this guy. I have to agree. And Ben. Did you see Tasha peek back behind the door after she opened it for Ben? I'm sure she was saying, what the fuck, to a producer, and she did not look happy. In a normal non-bubble season, the contestants don't hang around to pop back in. So it is weird to see both Bennett and Ben coming back in for a second chance, and weirder yet that they have got one. Thanks for your awesome recaps of the season, and can't wait to hear your commentary on the upcoming Bachelor season in January. Also, thanks for teaching me some new insults, Bellend. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Please stay safe from the new ugly coronavirus and much love, DD in Arizona. So um, I think you mentioned Bellend a few times, Dave. It is a proper <laughs> English, well, proper Northern saying Bellend. It does, it does, um, you probably guessed it, guys, but it does, it's better than saying dick anyway, but that's exactly what it is. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> it's usually an insult, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but you can get away with it. You can sort of call your parents a bell end or whatever. Well, not that they call me mum a parent a bell end. Maybe my old man, but don't, I grew up saying me dad. Don't be misleading people. You'll have all these American people going around calling, you know, on Christmas Day, <laughs> calling their parents bell ends. <laughs> like, oh, it it is an insult. <laughs> It is a, it's, an, it's an English saying, yeah, just say to your fucking bellend. Yeah, it's an endearing term. Just say, oh, mum, you're think... such a bellend. <laughs> Where's my dinner, you fucking bellend? Give it here. <laughs> I want more roast potatoes. Come on. <laughs> I think we say it all the time, don't we, Dave? Fucking brilliant. So. I just, in, in this fucking season we have, <laughs> There's been plenty of them, aren't there? Yeah. So, what's the next one then, Dave? So, the next email. In, in fact, let me let me switch to Twitter for a second because we've got a, a pointer from Megan Parker from Twitter, and it says, "Listen, guys, you need some context on the I love you scale. On the Bachelor, it goes one. I'm falling for you. Two. I'm starting to fall in love with you. Three. I'm falling in love with you. Four. I'm in love with you. Did you get all that, Chris? <laughs> so, so the, you know, the whole uh, subtleties in the words. And again, I, I, what's been great, because we, you know, we've been aware of this, aware of this franchise, but it's so fucking huge, isn't it? it? It feels a bit like, you know, us just fucking jumping into Star Wars or something without knowing it at all. Ryan Johnson yeah. style and just going, ah, how much can there be? How much law can there be to this? We'll just do our best. <laughs> but we've got yeah. these little, you know, insights into some of the subtleties that maybe we, you know, we haven't picked up on the the first time round. Um, it doesn't do anything to, you know, put to bed my kind of not concerns, probably not not the right word, but just you know, it just seems too formulaic. You know, the people who are going to do best in this show are the ones who've watched it a lot. And it's just a tactical game. And it's all, you know, it's all about the actual, you know, getting Instagram likes, you know. And I just, even though I kind of know it's a bit like that with some of the other series, you know, with this one. 
I think this is, out of all the series that we've done, Chris, this feels the most fake. Yeah. Yeah, and, I agree. The thing that you said before as well, I mean, it, it's happened a few times, hasn't it? You know, with different people turning up and we get that, like you say, someone opens the door and you get the camera shot from them opening the door. And then you also get the opposite view. So from outside the door, looking into the house and you never see a fucking camera, do you? So <laughs> bare minimum, they've shot that twice. <laughs> Yeah, and I only say that because I do shoot videos, Dave. Don't I do YouTube stuff, but I've done some stuff for work where I shoot in it, and you've got to do it from different camera angles. So I'm not a, a fucking cameraman. It's just a hobby of mine that I love. And, and when I see it, I'm just like, fuck off. They've gotten caught. Let's go again. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, yeah, Chris, we also have an email. Just bear with me while I just bring it up. Should have done that before. Right. This is from Megan Lee, a different Megan, Chris. So this says, hey, guys, I just want to clarify that I do not take sides against you two. You are equal wankers in my eyes. God, <laughs> <laughs> you understand what wanker means, exactly. Dave? Anyway. <laughs> I think she does. Um, <laughs> actually, I love you both and find the pod fun. I'm the one who sent that, uh, sent you that Twitter reply about the stages of love in Bachelor. Well, it's the same, Megan, Chris. Um, it's been very fun to listen to you to newcomers respond to the overproduction of, of the show. I should have read this before, probably. Um, I'm so used to it and even enjoy picking out exactly what the producers do and when. Part of the fun of the show is Bachelor Nation picking things apart and following all the contestants outside the show. I knew she would pick Zach. He wasn't my personal favorite, but I love him for her. He's been through a lot. You guys have no idea how bad the usual final four are. I have hated, I mean hated, the least, uh, at least one of the final four for the last 10 seasons. Tasha is the first person to have a lovable final four. If I may say, Chris, could be a fab four. Yeah, a bit of a Beatles yeah. reference there. Um, yeah. If you want to research Victoria Fuller, Luke Parker, and Jed Wyatt, who won, Kaylin Miller-Kays, Garrett, who won, Karain Olympios, there are more, but I digress. Anyway, I hope you do Matt James's season, even though you hate the show. <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of a love-hate thing, Megan. Yeah. Um, I promise getting into deducing what production is up to can be fun. I know the finale is cheesy. But I sincerely hope that Zach and Tasha make each other happy for at least some amount of time. And that's from Megan Chris. That's good, Dave. Cracker again. Absolute cracker. Yeah. And, uh, I like I like the uh, we will not the thing is we'll be veterans. This is almost like for me, even though I'd watched the uh, pilots episode uh, series just recently. Um, and, and I dipped in and out, and you've done the same. It's almost a bit like when you started, when we did the podcast with Love Island, wasn't it? We, yeah. We're finding out stuff from the, our listeners, whereas I was your guide with Love Island, and then obviously we had a lot of people email us and, and come in and talk, talk you through a lot of the things as well. It, this has been great for both of us. So we might not be as um, pessimistic this Matt's series day, but oh, I, I think we will. <laughs> 
no, I think at some at some point there will be a tipping point, Chris, where we'll just let go of that. For me, at least, I'll let go of that desire for this to be something more than it actually is. For this to have an ounce of fucking authenticity to it, I'll let go of that. And then I'll probably just start enjoying the, you know, laughing at the production and the ridiculousness of this show. Probably. But, yeah, probably. Um, whether that's Matt's season or not. Uh, I mean, to be honest, you know, from that trailer, don't really care about Matt. It's all the fucking drama within the house, I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we'll be there. And it is definitely, it's a love-hate thing, you know, uh, with this show and, not, not, not a pure hate thing at all. Res, we <laughs> do it <laughs> exactly. We do love it. We love the drama. It's the fact that we text each other. Have you watched it yet? Have you yeah. watched it? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we shouldn't ruin it for ourselves, should we? It's like, uh-huh. yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's very good. Very good. Thanks, everyone. Again, you know, we've we've recorded this just before Christmas. So, from me and Dave, just have a great Christmas and happy New Year. And we will be going through. The new Bachelor contestants, won't we, Dave? We were going to try and piggyback it on the end of this, but we'd be here all night, I think. So we're going to do a separate little episode, aren't we? Just before the season starts. Yeah, so not quite sure when we're going to record that, but it'll be, it'll definitely be, think of it like a preview for next season and and we'll give a rundown. Like I say, when I saw it was 32, it's like, yeah, can't do that one in five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll make a whole episode of that. Yeah, definitely. So, Dave, have a good Christmas, mate. And uh, I want to thank you for just sticking with me on all this reality stuff because I have dragged you right in. <laughs> no, it's brilliant, mate. And thank you. You know, it has been a it's been a funny old year, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You know, one of the things that's personally kept me sane is being able to jump on this podcast and all the other podcasts that we do and just chat shit for most of the time. And I'm grateful that, you know, people actually want to laugh along and listen with us as well it's just absolutely brilliant mate to get on here you know multiple times through the week and talk to my best mate about whatever it is it's just been brilliant for the year so hope you have a wonderful christmas mate and a happy new year brilliant mate we'll put it better and we'll see you all next time thank you bye now <laughs>